Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now, and they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives, or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You may or may not know, I am the co-owner of Vena CBD. We're committed to your health and wellness with top quality CBD products. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking lights out sleep gummies before bed. The ingredients are grown in the USA and third-party lab tested. Vena guarantees satisfaction with a 30-day risk-free guarantee. Buy a get one, get one free with code TEAPOD. That's T-E-A-P-O-D at venacbd.com. Start your wellness journey with Vena CBD today. That's V-E-N-A-C-B-D.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. Hi guys, welcome to this week's Teddy Teapot. One of your most requested guests was Dorit Kemsley. I, you, do you think they wanted to request us because they wanted to see us getting along or because they wanted to see us clawing each other's eyes out? 
I feel like because there have been, um, you know, some social media posts where we've been together, people are like, wait a minute. What's happening? What's going on? We never saw that. <laughs> We're confused. And I mean, that's that's a big thing that people never saw the good part of us. I know. It's true. Like, never. And we had a lot of good times. Like, Dorit and I... So many times we're up late, yep, laughing, hysterical, like so much of that that you never saw. But also, yeah, we did. We had some not so good times. We did. We did. They kind of trumped the good times. But recently, though, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, um, it's changed. I know. So, you know, that's it's nice to be able to show the world and talk about it. So what everyone's curious about is like, what did change? Like, how did that happen? So I can give my point of view and you point of view, but you go first. Okay. Well, I get to go first. Yes. Okay. Um, in my opinion, I think that, you know, when we started out, when we first met on the show, I felt an instant connection to you. Yeah. I just thought, this girl's cool. I mean, and, and you are, you're easy to talk to, you know, you're funny, you're quick. Um, and I really relate to people like that. And then, you know, the show went on and things happened between us, unfortunate things. Um, and then I felt like I, you know, I kind of had my guard up a little bit and then, you know, I could see through all of that still, there's a connection between us. And I really wanted to get to a place where we could laugh, but unfortunately, you know, between the pressure of the show or some other relationships. I'm not really sure what it is. Things happened and it's unfortunate. And it really drove a wedge between us. And I would say from my point of view, only until recently, since you've not been on the show and we've connected outside the show, I think it's the pressure. You don't have the pressure of the show. And you and I have gotten back to the way we started. Yeah, I know. And I feel the same. And I think, you know, something that's underlying with doing a show like Housewives is, you know, even though, yes, it's authentic, it's 100% real life, you know, there's pressure that you're making a show. Yeah. And Daria and I are doers yes. in general. Yes. So you, we don't want to let anybody down. Yes. But the problem is in doing that, we would let each each other down because we were trying to do the right thing. And, you know, totally. it, it just got messy. And I have to say that like where we really turned the corner is when I moved over, over here and we're, you know, we're neighbors now, honestly, three minutes away. Um, uh, we went over to a party at Kathy Hilton's and yep. then after Dorit came over and I was like tipsy, but I like broke down to her and I was like, really like shed all the layers and was just like telling her what I was struggling with, the parts that I was hurt and all of that stuff. And like three was so kind and like, so caring. And like, I just felt like I could trust you. And I really appreciated that. And then since then, it's like, we have not skipped a beat and we had such a fun night for the Fox Force. Yeah, oh my God. One for the storybooks. Like we going into that night, we had no idea what was coming. No, none. I don't think any of us expected to have that much fun. No. Or to really, you know, all feel so vulnerable and to really connect and to just be together and enjoy being together. Yeah, it don't like when you're filming Housewives, the best time is always the plane rides because yes. they're they're not filmed. Yes, I know. <laughs> Seriously. And so it felt like, you know, at first it kind of felt like that, but then it got it got to the point where we were like, should we get a room? I know. I know. I don't we didn't want to leave. Why? We did not want the lady was like, you have to go. We closed, we closed the Bel Air Hotel. We closed it down. down. We didn't want to go. And like it it just brought a different level, I think, from everybody, don't you? Totally. 
Like everybody shared stuff I have never even heard. I know. I know. We can't disclose some of this. Stuff. I know. I mean, it's all in private, but, um, but yeah, it was a really intimate, um, wholesome night, you know, where like just five friends got together. And- wholesome. You dry humped me. Yes. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Wholesome, wholesome for us. But yes, I did. I did. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, like, PK videoed it and posted it for a second. No, he did. Yes, and then I'm like, take this. Oh my god. <laughs> See, PK has got like this. He's got like the trigger finger, like well, the posting trigger finger. I'm like, what are you thinking? He's like, what? What? I'm like, no, 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 no. Take it down. He is, and PK is so funny. He yes. always says it like it is. Like he killed me that night too. We we wanted music so badly, we put it on my phone yes and just turned it up like yes and I I don't know that I can ever walk into that hotel again no we can I think first of all we were in the corner like in the corner that everybody walks by to their rooms and they're like ladies time to take it down (laughs) a notch (gasps) all I remember is looking around and there was nobody and there was like one waitress that wasn't even giving us drinks anymore at one point (laughs) I'm like where's my drink she's like no, we're we're close. No, she goes. If you must, I'll sh- give you guys one to share. Yeah, we're like, oh my god, we've been cut off. We've been cut off at the Bel Air. Oh um, my god, that was fun. All right, next question is, what was our favorite trip together? <sighs> favorite trip together. You know, um, we've had good moments on our trips, but most of our trips together have not been good. Have not been good. No. I would say Provence. Provence, we had so much fun. But I mean, that was really hard for me in general. That next day after the drunk day was really, I know, really tough. Um, I thought Provence was really fun. I thought after we were done filming at the beach house was really fun. First season. Oh my God, yes. We had a full dance party. We were like doing cartwheels in the sand. Like that was really fun. Yep. Um, but I mean, I don't know if that's a trip though. I mean, we, it wasn't in our homes or at a restaurant here. True. So yeah. but like Provence was definitely probably the best time we ever had while doing housewives. Yes. Yep. Well, you know, it was, it was the Fox force five. It came down. That's where the Fox force five name came from because everybody else was gone. I mean, Denise and Camille, they couldn't travel because of the fires, the fires yeah. and their houses and was there supposed to be somebody else there? Or was it just... I, I love I love your selective memory right now. There was someone that quit. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. See, no, honestly, Teddy, I like block things out. I literally deal with like what I have to deal with at any given moment. And I like block out the rest. What would you say our toughest time was? Um... Our toughest time. Um, goodness, I have to think about the trips that we were on. So Berlin, Provence, and where else were we? Berlin, Provence, Bahamas. Bahamas, right. Um, well, I didn't really know in the Bahamas. So, you know, I would yeah. say that, no, our toughest time, I mean, I don't know, Teddy. I feel like most of our, most of our tough times were not on the trips. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it was a trip. Um, You know, we've had some really rough moments. I've left feeling, as I'm sure you have, just really, really down in the dumps and crummy and horrible and feeling like, how did you and I get here? You know, I don't really understand it. Um, So 
But yeah, I can't think of a specific trip that was so bad. And the the looming question that, of course, everyone has to ask about is Lake Gate. Lake they want to know what actually happened. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell the story as it is, and then you can tell your version. Okay. And this is as God is my witness. And I've <laughs> never shared this, but I promise you, hand on my heart, and I would admit it right now, but this is the truth. I was in a meeting, a business meeting for Beverly Beach, and I told production, I said, listen, I can't make it for the four o'clock. They wanted us to have coffee um, and get together. And I said, I can't make it for the four o'clock. I've got this meeting. It's super important. It's a big design meeting, so on. And they really wanted us to get together, which I understand. We were new friends. Um, So I said, I can't make it at four. They said, can you make it at 4.30? I said, I can, but I might be a little late. It's no problem whatsoever. It's totally fine. It's okay. So my time was supposed to be from at 4.30. Now, I didn't know how long we were going until. I thought it was super casual. We go, we get together, we have a chat. I'm in the meeting and it, it goes late as I suspected. And when I left the meeting, it was 4.30. And I called you in the car and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm late. And I remember you saying something on the phone, like, you know, I'm about to leave. And I thought to myself, my goodness, you know, I'm 15 minutes late. We're in California for crying out loud. Okay. <laughs> I'll be 25 minutes late. You know, I'm sorry, but I figured you were told she might be late. And then I get there and then I understand, oh no, we never end up meeting. We never, yeah, I was gone. But afterwards you said, I was an hour late. And that really threw me into a tizzy because I was like, obviously I was not an hour late. I know, but I couldn't even say really. Because we were breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. But I was told four. Right. So I was there, you know, like I am 355 yep. and sitting there and you have to realize that I'm new to the show. Yep. So I don't really know what happens. And if, in real life, if it's four o'clock and somebody's not there by, you know, 445, you leave like you're like, OK, you know, so I was like, I was looking up at production and I'm like, what do I do, guys? And, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm like been sitting there. I'm like nursing that wine. I mean, you've seen the scene a thousand times of me like drinking, looking at my phone, like the most awkward human alive. And they're like, what would you normally do, Teddy? You know, and you get that tone. Like, what would you do? Like, don't ask us. And I was like, well, I'd go. And then that's when I left. I thought that would never be used. Like this scene was done because it didn't happen. And then I was filming with, I, it was either Kyle or LVP the next day. I can't remember who. And they were, and they brought it up on camera and I'm like, oh no, this is, this is happening. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, that's because she goes, Dorit said you left because you were only, she was only 10 minutes late. And I'm like, no, she was 45 minutes late. And so that's really how it all like spiraled. So, yes. so even though the drama is hundred percent real because it's happening, sometimes it's like, you, we can't fully explain right why it's drama right and that was why right and different call times like and then we got to a place where like we thought we were fine like we would recap at the end of the night do this and then all of a sudden we'd watch an episode and realize like no this is bad yeah I know I know things can be well I mean that's welcome to the world of reality television I mean we all learn it the hard way you know and when we first start that was one of those situations that was a tiny little thing that blew up into a big thing. But you know what? It made so much of that season. And then yeah. people thought, I mean, listen, you came out smelling like roses <laughs> after that. I mean, I'm the one who was like, how dare she be an hour late? And here I am like, this is such fucking bullshit. 
you know, but, but I took it, I took it on the chin. I keep saying, you know what? I'm not going to throw production under the bus, even though I'm doing that now, aren't I? <laughs> Fine, years <laughs> later. <laughs> but it's years later. And you know what? I think even with regards to production, it wasn't even their fault because I think it was like an admin problem. Yeah, there were so many people in communication. I, I don't think that it was I, I don't think it was I don't think it was done deliberately, but they were thrilled when it happened. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a caller that came in. Uh Brianna, what do you got for us? Hi. So my question might be mostly for Dorit, but I just wanted to know how you guys were getting along with Crystal and how you're getting along with Kathy this season. Um, well, I love Kathy. I've known Kathy for about five years. Her and I have a lot of mutual friends, so I've seen her a lot um, over the last few years, and she's a barrel of laughs. I mean, I, I just love that woman, and I'm so glad that the world is going to be able to see the Kathy that I've seen. <laughs> so it was good. hysterical. Crystal, um, I like Crystal a lot. You know, I, I found it very easy to, uh, to talk to her, to meet her. We connected very quickly. Um, I've enjoyed her. I think, you know, much like everyone that starts on the show for the first time in the first year, it's difficult and you have to find your feet. But I think that she's, she's a lot of fun and she's down to earth and she's got a great personality. So I'm enjoying her. Great. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. Um, our next caller is Cade. Cade, how are you? Hi, ladies. How's it going? Good. How Great. are you? I'm good. Listen, okay, I have a question. First of all, I just want to say that I never watched any reality TV before 2020. But then I kind of ran out of things, like a lot of people in the pandemic, and so I started Housewives. And so I just wanted to tell each of you, thank you, first of all, because I felt like a lot of times when I was just at home alone, watching your show that I was part of your family. It's kind of weird how reality TV has that escapism. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that one. You know, my question is mainly for Dorit, but of course I want Teddy's opinion as well. Dorit, I wanted to compliment you on your TikTok skills. I love it. And I wanted to ask specifically, like, tell us, walk us through how you kind of cultivate and create these looks. I mean, that's what everybody always notices you for you have the best look so walk us through your process I'm so curious um well thank you thank you very much TikTok is a whole new thing for me um I started to do it with my kids and my husband <laughs> you know just little dance videos um in the pandemic and I thought it was a lot of fun and then obviously um you know with my my glam team we've talked about different recreating different TikToks and I've had a lot yeah. of fun doing it as far as putting the looks together you know, it's something that I love to do. It's, um, it's, it's cathartic for me. And usually when the kids go to sleep, I'll go into my closet and mm -hmm. sort of play a little bit and then put together looks. And really, depending on how I feel in my mood that day, um, I tweak the looks, you know. So I might be in a, a you know, a more glam uh, state of mind or I might feel more edgy, um, you know, low-key, down, downplay it. But I think as far as... yeah putting them together. It's really just uh, a creative process for me that I enjoy. And it's, it's mostly me. And then of course the whole look comes in once I've chosen the outfit, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll talk to my glam team and we'll figure out like what's a great hairstyle or the direction of the makeup. Um, I've got a great girl that does um, some shopping for me and she weighs in on the looks too uh, from time to time. So it's, it's a nice collaboration, but I really, it's something that I have full control over because 
I'm a control freak when it comes to fashion. What she's not telling you is it's actually me sending her those looks. Always. Like, always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always. It's of course, of course. My priority list. <laughs> oh my gosh, thanks for calling in. All right, we have one more caller, Hannah. Hi. Hi. So my question, uh, my question is directed towards Teddy. I know you've been taking a little more time for yourself this season and not on the show as much. How are you adjusting to that? And how is how are you spending your new free time? You know, at first it was really challenging. You know, it's like anything when you spend so much time dedicated to something for over, you know, three years, five, six days a week, and then it stops abruptly, all of a sudden you're like, what am I supposed to do with myself in my life? And, you know, but luckily I, you know, and one of the things that I wish was shown more in the show is I have a really full life. Like I have amazing children, such a fun husband. My business is doing great. Like all of these things. So, and because it was during COVID, I really needed to actually be there for them this year. And like, even though it was tough and and I gotta be honest, my ego was bruised. Like it's, you know, it's a little bit of a, like a reality check that, you know, like nothing lasts forever, but it also made me appreciate like all the fun times that I did have on the show, but also, you know what, some of the stuff I I don't miss, Yeah, you know, like I don't miss waking up with that, like raging anxiety that like that happens after you're watching somebody either be pummeled or getting pummeled or whatever it may be like that doesn't naturally make you feel good when you wake up and we all struggle with it. And we all know we're, you know, and you know, I miss the cast and the crew and everybody, but I, I really feel like I needed to be there for my family. I had a baby, like all of these things, like, and it just, I was in a you've different place. You've got a lot going on. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. And you know, so I, there hasn't really been much free time, <laughs> but it's, it's been nice. And you know, the, the truth is the people that I'm close with on the show, we're still hanging out and we're still talking. So there's not like a huge void. And the same goes with the producers, like the ones that I'm close with, I still talk to, you know? Yep. So it is what it is. But um, thank you so much for calling in. We have to take a quick break and then we'll come back and answer more listener questions. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now. And they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world. And I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. I started my wellness journey with Symbiotica because I was tired of having no energy and I wanted better gut health. I love Symbiotica's probiotics and I know you will too. Their supplements are super easy to take on the go and travel with. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking it every day. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. You don't have to worry about running out. You can also modify or freeze your subscription whenever you want. Ready to feel the results? Head over to symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. 
Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. All right. Now that we're back from the break, we're going to have to talk about something that we neither of us want to talk about, but I don't have a choice because I put it on the Instagram and I say, what do you want to talk about? And guess what they want to know about? Let me guess. Uh, <laughs> so they want to know, apparently you were recently, which I know this because we texted about it, but recently at Mr. Chow for Robert Earl's birthday. Yes. Did you and Lisa talk? We did not say a word to one another. Um, you know, luckily there was about a hundred people there. Um, she knew I was there. I knew she was there and we never made eye contact. We never went up to one another. I didn't plan to go up to her. Uh, she's made her position very, very clear. Um, and that's been, you know, outside of publicly how she talks about us, even intimately to our friends, you know, how she feels about PK and I and how she is really not interested in a friendship. And that's all I need to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have loved for things, us to have been able to find a way to rekindle a friendship or to move past any, any animosity because I am that type of person. 
I don't like confrontation and I can have the biggest blow up with somebody. But if they want to make things work and they want to try and move past it, I can go in wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's want to do it and put and put it behind. And I would have done that with Lisa, but it's not what she wants to do. And she's very, very clear about it. So I don't need to try with her anymore. <laughs> the part that's a little bit confusing to me about Lisa is she's repeatedly acts like the housewives is like, ugh, but she's always, always talking about it. Always. always. And Kyle was on the podcast. You listened to it a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the bill thing and then the picture. Then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, Bryce Sander from ET. I'm watching his video and it's Lisa responding to what Kyle said, but Kyle didn't actually say what she said. She goes, Kyle said it was a child with the paparazzi pictures. No, she didn't. No. No. So quit trying, like you're always, and that was always my problem. It's like, you're always switching the narrative yes. to make yourself look good. Where like sometimes in life, you're not going to look good. Yeah. And sometimes in life, you're going to make mistakes. And you know what? It's okay to say, I missed that show, but I felt wronged and I'm done or whatever it may be. But she just won't ever cop to anything, no. which I think is the problem. Like, yeah, it ideally, would I love to be talking about the housewives every week? No, but do I still love you guys and want to support you 100%? Yes. So it's like, if you're truly going to move on, and yes, we are talking about it, you have to actually be authentic to what what you're thinking. Like, if you want to still be immersed in the drama, or do you just want everybody to, like, come at other people? That's really the goal. You know, the thing that I find particularly childish is that, um, you know, with this paparazzi shot, when she X'd out all of our faces... I mean, she thinks it's humorous, like sending the bill to the producer, you know, and leaving and saying, you know, buy me dinner. These are very humorous to her. Um, they're not so funny and it's very childish. And it, it I mean, you're, you obviously haven't let go of anything. It's being passive aggressive. Yeah. And she's still holding on to something. And what is this apology that she's waiting for? I don't really understand. And I mean, we've done all of the, like, I mean, we even sent her something over for her birthday. Like we've done things, but I just, it's confusing to me if, if it is so beneath her, why are we still talking about it? I think with Lisa, if she doesn't have control over a person or a friendship or relationship or the narrative, then it doesn't work for her. And that's ultimately what ended up happening with the dog situation was she thought she had the narrative a hundred percent. And then she lost control of the situation because I went off her script and told Dorit. And then all of a sudden she was furious. Yeah. Because she, you know, she was found out, but I mean, it could have easily been resolved, but we don't even need to get into no, all of that. I know. But I just that's... don't like when things are twisted, you know, and, and the thing about Lisa and I find, and, and I don't want to sit here and talk badly about her because truthfully, she's not part of my life. Yeah. I'm not interested in anything that she does or says. If she does anything to hurt me or the family, obviously I would say something back. But truthfully, when I hear these things that, that she says, even to friends of ours about us, I mean, I laugh, I feel bad. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Unfortunately, it's still burning a hole inside of her. Me? you're done yeah you're like we will answer the questions but I don't people always say would you ever like forgive her what I've forgiven her I don't I don't care but I have to talk about it if people are asking but I'm not I don't have a fire burning to like rebuild that friendship because for me I never really had it right it was like I was her little pet right right no I think it used to torture you (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
thank you. Um, but no, th- that's it, it's true. And even when we went to this party, and I had no expectations because I really, truly, I believed that Lisa and I had a great friendship. PK and I would have dinner with Lisa and Ken at least once a month. Yeah, we 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 had a lot of laughs together. Um, I really felt like she was my friend. I felt like we had a genuine friendship. And then when I realized that the friendship wasn't really what I what I thought it was for me, I just thought, okay, well, then I don't need this friendship. Yeah. But then, you know, for the sake of we have a lot of mutual friends and we were on the show, you know, um, together at the time, I thought, you know what, let me just try let bygones be bygones. I apologize to her. I asked her to move on. I've tried. She's made it very clear. She wants nothing to do with us. For some reason, she thinks I did something to her, which I don't really understand <laughs> yeah. that. I can't for the life of me wrap my head around it, but, but it's okay. I feel like I'm, I'm free of some toxic energy that I really don't need in my life. Well, speaking of toxic energy, who did you have the <laughs> hardest time getting along with this year? This year, um, you know, I, I like everybody on the show. Doreen, you I have to give I an didn't answer. Finish. I didn't finish. Um, no, I do. I like everybody on the show. Um, I found there was somebody this year uh, that treated me very differently than they did last year. Um, and there was definitely a moment where I felt like I had to defend myself. Can I guess? I can't give you too much, Teddy. You know the drill. And I don't really want to. You know, next thing you know, it's um, fishing for more information. You got to watch the show. Is it Garcelle? Why would you say that? That's just my guess. Because, I mean, you guys have to watch the show. But when I was on, I I noticed some things in regards to myself as well. A A shift. Yeah. There was a shift. There was a shift. There was a shift. Um, And then... Who is your favorite housewife? I, these are not my words, y'all. Who is your favorite? My favorite. I, I don't have a favorite. I have favorites. Um, yeah. You know, Kyle and this I got- This is pick or die. Right? I know. It's pick or die. Well, for crying out loud, am I supposed to be honest or not? Yes. <laughs> okay. Honest. I love Kyle. I love Rinna. I love Erica. I'm the closest to those three. I've also known them the longest. Um, Kyle and I have, have, our friendship has grown even stronger. We travel together. Um, You know, I trust her. You know, she's one of the people that I talk to so freely and openly. Um, I love Erica. Erica's more guarded. I have a very different relationship with Erica than I do with Kyle. And Lisa Rinna, you know, the same. I feel, you know, I've got a, a great, relationship and history and I trust her and I I have so much fun with her so I mean I love them what do you miss most about not having me on the show absolutely nothing (laughs) (laughs) Teddy I'll tell you if I could have this with you on the show it would be amazing yeah it would be amazing but because I never had that you know I'm now most protective of what we have. Yeah, I know. I enjoy our time together. I enjoy this relationship that's blossoming. I wouldn't want it to be ruined. <laughs> Genuinely. You know, and it, it's a shame because um, we have a lot of fun together and yeah. we laugh a lot. Laugh I mean, you're funny. You are funny. And you're somebody that, um, you know, I can banter with, you know, joke around with. But you've also, you've got a great heart. You're a great mom, oh. you know, and I can tell you can be a very, very good friend. I would like to be able to experience that. 
and not have, you know, all the, the pressures of all yeah. the things, that I've, you know, and that, and that's the truth. It, it, it puts that, it switches the dynamic. Yeah. And, and when you are in the moment doing a show like that, and you know that somebody has to do something or you've just wasted your entire day, life, week, whatever, it adds to that dynamic. And there are some people that will give in and do it. And there's some people that won't. Yes. And you know, my biggest regret from being on the show is I wish there were times where I would have just withheld. And I don't think that's your nature, though. but it's not, it's, it's not you're, you're by nature. I have, you know, I'm, I'm a doer like yeah. in general, like, and I, You'll speak your mind. I speak my mind, but I mean, there are things that like my last season, I wish I, you know, I just would have let, let it be. Yeah. And I wish we would have seen other stuff, but you know, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But who... the nature of the show, you know, just, just to add to that quickly, the nature of the show and th the thing about it is it is reality and you have, you know, eight successful, independent, strong women, and there's bound to be confrontation. But sometimes, you know, you're shooting uh, for five, six months, four or five months, whatever it is. And, you know, whatever little tiny tension there is, it needs to be kind of accelerated. Yeah. So what you would take maybe six months to kind of drag out and then tell you, you kind of get right to the point. Yeah. So if someone rubs you the wrong way, you're very forthcoming and you have to be like, okay, listen, I didn't like that. And you have somebody dedicated, like there is a camera on your face. You have someone dedicated to your emotion. So like if they see something happen, they are on it. Yeah. Like they know. And then it's like, you can feel the camera getting like close and hot. And yeah. like, like the scene where we were sudden where she called me boring and like, I, you know, something about me having this, you know, oh, and even worse, you're pregnant, you know, whatever. I was just emotional. And, but then the, that pressure of the heat and the light and all that, you just, I just crumble. I know. I know. And I, and in that moment, I remember looking up and you looking at me like, you got this, yes. pull it together, yes. get it together. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm such an empath. Every time I see somebody, if somebody hurts or I see that they're hurting or they're sad or they're crying, I don't know what it is. Like, I just want to go and help them, save them, you know, give them a hug. It's hard. So I have a question. Um, last week, Crystal shared that she had a warrant out for her arrest in Arizona. And it, Stop it. It picked up, like everybody, people, all these different magazines picked it up. And, you know, it's a long, crazy story from when she was younger and it's not even a big deal, but hilarious. Do you have any scandal you'd like to share with us here, Jaree? <laughs> um, no, I've got no warrant out for my arrest. Um, no, I can't think of anything salacious enough. But didn't you run away once? I did. I was like 14 years old, you know, oh. to read the runaway. Well, I never actually <laughs> got a chance to run away. I got caught. I got caught by my parents. I had like a duffel bag. I mean, I told this story. I don't know what they showed or didn't show. But um, yeah, I was 14. I thought I knew it all. And I was ready to go, you know, live in Manhattan with my girlfriend and, you know, start a new life. But my parents caught me. So have you gotten any whiff of the Brian Moylan book? A lot of people are asking about how true it was. So like certain things that were said, which I can confirm are 100% false, was we only got episodes if we blogged. <laughs> and we got paid to blog. I'm like, what? Both are completely false. Well, I just want to say, you know, 
that guy, which I had never heard his name. I know he co-wrote Erica's book, but um, he actually came out with this ridiculous lie about PK and I. Um, PK was traveling in London for work and he sat in some podcast and he told, well, they're separating, they're headed to, to, towards divorce. Oh, yeah. PK's living in some friend's guest house. I mean, like when I mean flat out made up some big lie. And I remember turning around to PK and saying, PK, how on earth can someone get away with this? How can they just lie so blatantly? It gets picked up. People actually believe it. Yeah, they know I remember. It. How can they even sleep at night? And I remember Peek and I were together like for Valentine's Day. This was like days after, right? And I said, well, I mean, so much for this BS headline about us heading towards divorce, you know, when we're filming. Yeah, you know, it's Valentine's Day and we're together. But I can't really understand how people get away with this. With, with just complete... Flat out lies. lies. I'm like, you wrote a book, but like, where are you getting this info? Because I can confirm there's no housewife that will ever say that that's true because it is not. I know. Like you have to get the episodes the day or two before because they, you know, they at least prep us a little bit and then we can tweet and do all those types of things, but it's not contingent of one another. That's just the policy. Also that he said that he alluded to the fact that my business was created by Bravo. And I was like, one, he's always had it out for me too. Like just, and me apparently. Yeah. And you know, I, I always in the back of my mind, I was like, maybe it was because like I had Eric and I had issues the first season and he was writing her book and he was, but then it never stopped. And even once Eric and I got close, like, well, I guess it didn't have anything to do with Erica. He just really, I don't like even me. know who, who is he? Like, what is this? You know, I know he, I don't know, but we met him at BravoCon. Did we? Yes. Oh, I know. Because I was well, like, I clearly didn't make a very good impression on super, it. Super, <laughs> super. No, he was super friendly at BravoCon, which that also, I don't love. You know what? If it's you're that... going to talk mad crap, just be an ass. Oh my God, totally. So like, honestly, just give me the stink eye. Also, how can you trust someone like that? And how do people go on and continue to believe what a person says when things have been proven that whatever they're saying is just not true? Like, yeah. don't you question what comes out of his mouth at that point? Yeah. You're like, um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Or they just, I think what, you know, people want to believe what they want to believe. And if someone's there prepared to, you know, say things that, um, that aren't true and no one's going to contradict them, then how yeah. did you write a book about it? Was there how, any fact checking? That's what I'm saying. How, how is that possible? Cause I know there's, I think there's another one that's coming out. I don't know if we're even allowed to talk about it, but I know that like we were asked questions for the other one but not we weren't interviewed by him no we? that's a different book that's my yeah. point so we there was something that we talked about yeah. that I haven't seen come out yet right same um but where we were interviewed so right. I'm like so where are you getting your info but because whatever consider the source everyone please consider the source Ugh. so now we're gonna get into marriage talk treat when did you and PK meet was it love at first sight um PK and I met uh in New York City, 2011, it was not love at first sight, um, but there was banter and there was chemistry. And we actually didn't go on our first date for like two months, but we had gone out in um, a group of friends. In fact, when I met him, I, we realized that we had a lot of mutual friends. So the first time we went out together, we were with a few different friends of ours and we were as we were friends. I mean, I looked at him and I thought, okay, here's a guy who's, um, separated, three children. Um, 
I mean, he had a mountain of luggage. <laughs> red flags. Yeah, a mountain of red flags, a mountain of luggage, baggage, not luggage, baggage. <laughs> luggage. <laughs> a mountain of baggage. I mean, there was not, it was not the type of guy I ever thought I would see myself with. Uh, but there was very clear chemistry and banter. And then he asked me out, we went on our first official date. We went to see the Jersey Boys in New York City. Aww. And I have to tell you, after that time we were alone, we were inseparable ever since. You were done. You were done, done for. Oh, he's my person. Signed, sealed, and delivered. What do you think the best part that the show has done for your marriage and the worst part? Well, you know, the, the show has actually strengthened my marriage and at the same time has made things very difficult between PK and I, particularly when I'm filming. Right. Um, it's really hard for him, you know, and, and it's hard for me by extension because PK's used to me being around all the time. Right. I don't really like go out with my girlfriends every week. You know, yeah. I tend to go out with my husband. We're always together. Yeah. That's the way it's always been, Teddy. I mean, 10 years we're together, almost 10 years. And we, we live our lives together. We yeah. travel together. So while I'm doing the show, as you know, there are lunches and dinners and parties and various things even when I'm filming and I'm not filming with him, that I'm not with him. And that is hard for him yeah. because he wants me with him. So it took, um, you know, year after year after year, me saying to him, every time I'm about to start filming, PK, you know, I don't need to do this. Yeah. My marriage is more important yeah. to me. Our relationship is far more important to me. Um, but he's, you know, he supported me and encouraged me to do it. And so I, year after year, I have to go through those really uncomfortable few months where, yeah. He feels like he's ostracized, you know, and marginalized and all of those yeah. things. And, I, and then I spend the next six months after that reassuring, reassuring him. him. How, <laughs> how great he is. I mean, because that's the thing. Like, you know, Edwin as well. Like, he likes to be taken care of a bit. Like, yeah. or feeling like that importance in our lives. And when you, when you wake up filled with, like, whatever you have to do for the day. And you know you have to do three different things and change and do this. You are, like, on the go. Yes. And it's impossible. And then they're like, Hey, can you, can you do this dinner tonight with this business person? And I'm like, I've been, you know, we were filming for eight hours. No, I don't want to go talk to a stranger. Like I'm exhausted. And then they take it personally. Yes. So that was the hardest part for me too. But the best part was my first season I saw, I was nagging my husband a lot. And I was like, I have to reel it in. Wow. I, I was like, wow, I am nonstop. Like, I'm like, come on. And I was like, Teddy, let's, uh, let's, let's pull this together. Did you change? I did. Yeah, I, la I nag less now. Okay. And we have like a better, we wake up in the morning and we talk about our day. So we set the expectations. Like today I had a bunch of podcasts and stuff and I'm like, honey, I, you know, this morning we wake up and I'm like, can you do me a favor and please take the kids to school? Like I am on all day and I know you are too, but like, I will feel frantic having to rush back and try to get on the, you know, Wells's podcast. And he's like, of course, babe, Thank, you know, but before I, I don't think I'd communicate and then I'd be mad that he didn't oh, feel it. Yeah. Right. I know so, they're supposed to be mind readers. Yeah. So I realized the communication is so much better. And I, and I, I thank the show for that. All right. If PK asked you to move back to London, would you? No, no, we've talked about it. And luckily I don't think he does either. Um, I think we'll stay in America, hopefully at some point. I mean, it would be nice. We do travel back and forth to London enough. Yeah. So we see his family, but I don't even think he wants to live there full time. So do you think LA is where you'll continue to stay? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think during COVID, we really thought, do we want to be here? Where do we want to be? 
Um, you know, I'm tied to LA right now because of the show. Yeah. And, and I feel like until I decide or they decide that I'm not doing it, you know, and then the options are open. I think it's nice. I'm a New Yorker. I love, love New York so much, but now having kids, I think it's That's easier, it, yeah. you know, for them in California. But I don't know. I feel like I could live outside of California. I'm just not sure where. Yeah. So you're open. You're open. So shifting over to motherhood. Motherhood. My favorite, favorite topic. Jaggy. 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 Um, do you, is there anything about having the kids on the show that makes you nervous? Like you and I are similar in the fact that like we have our kids on Instagram because it's so, they're so such a big part of my life. I couldn't imagine not. And same with the show. Totally. Like I was bummed when, you know, I would be like, oh, we did that together and they never showed the kids or, you know, I know. because I know. I hate it takes moments. away from what actually happened. Totally. Totally. No, I filmed so much with the kids. And, you know, when I first started the show, Teddy, <clears throat> Jagger was not talking and Phoenix, um, I was just fitting her for a helmet. Yeah. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous to bring the kids on the show for very obvious reasons. And I remember sitting down with producers and I said, I really haven't decided whether or not I want to show my kids or whether I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to impose this on them. Plus I'm going through these various things. And the producer said, listen, naturally, um, you know, people will be able to relate to this because there are other mothers that are going through these struggles. And I thought, you know what, that's right. And so I, I bore it all and I put it all out there almost a little bit too much for (laughs) season, to be honest with you. Um, but, and I think, you know, since then, and really that decision, no matter what, at the end of the day, we're all moms. We all go through similar things. Our kids are going to misbehave. Our kids are, you know, are needy. They need us. They love us. They're funny. They're cute. All of the things. It's my most, um, it's my, my happiest time is when I'm with them. It's the thing I'm most proud of. And so of course they're going to be on the show with me because you would not see a full version of me without them, without my kids and my husband. Which brings me to the next question, which a lot of people are asking about how you shared it all. What is the best advice that you could give to a mom who's struggling with a child speaking? Oh my goodness. Um, I think that you have to get them evaluated. I thought that that was something that, um, it was suggested by my pediatrician to have him to have Jagger evaluated by a de- developmental pediatrician. What age did you do that? Well, Jagger didn't talk. He wasn't talking. I mean, it was after two years old. So between two and two and a half years old. And I still hadn't heard mama. Yeah. Um, and so I did that at first. In fact, I made a mistake. Uh, someone had said to put him in speech therapy and I did. This is before I had him evaluated and a couple of months had passed and there was no, no progress. And so I spoke to the speech therapist and I had said, you know, I really, I'm not seeing any progress. Can you give me any indication what's going on? And she had a a really negative response to me that really set me into a tizzy, uh, gave me a, a panic attack. She was, um, said something like, you know, he has to be here all the time. I'm not saying he'll, you know, he'll ever speak in his lifetime. That's entirely up to him. <sighs> when you tell a mother that, yeah, right? I, and there's no basis or bearing. I mean, I, I'll never forget. I was in the car. I was having a panic attack, fully crying. Jagger, the little baby was in the yeah. car seat in the back. And my husband was in Vegas with his son for his 21st birthday. So it was unreachable. Uh, yeah. And I called my pediatrician, who I love, who's just recently retired. And I said, you know, I was crying. I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what 
And he said, Dorit, let's get him evaluated by a de developmental pediatrician, which I did immediately, um, just to make sure and see that, um, you know, what if, if there was any big concerns. Yeah. And we did that. Um, he came out clear, but they had said, you know, some people, they, they just, they're delayed. And I believe he'll talk when he wants. There was um, the assumption that he had something called dyspraxia, yeah. apraxia, dyspraxia, where the signal um, of the, the brain doesn't fire a signal quick enough to the mouth. Right. But he was so young, they, they thought as he gets older, we'll understand whether or not he does or doesn't have this. But we think this is what it could be. And the best thing that you could do is bring him to speech therapy, which I found a homeopathic speech therapist who was unbelievable. She connected with Jagger. She did wonders with him. And really just like that, I mean, he started to speak and then, I mean, you know, I mean, now he's a chatterbox and like, he calls you on stuff too. Yes. Like he, they were over for a play date, which you guys were also asking, like, are Cruz and Jagger still friends? Yes. They are hilarious because they both are little comedians. Yes. So they cute. think they're adults. Yes. They have, are very opinionated. I wonder where they get all of these I things. I wonder. It's so, I mean, I wonder. Uh, I mean, but I think a, a big part of being a parent is like, you just have to consistently be an advocate for your kids. Like I had somebody after Dove's neurosurgery that came over and was doing physical therapy with Dove and, and she said something and it really hurt my feelings. She said, you know, with her deformity and granted that may be what it's considered, but I didn't want this. And she kept saying it and it's okay to say to somebody. And I, you know, it, actually the show ended up, you know, helping me do this, but it's okay to say to people, you know what? I, I don't like that. Yeah. That actually really bothers me. Yeah. Uh, can you, can you do me a favor and just, you don't need to say that because yeah. you just keep repeating it. And she kept doing it. And I was like, listen, it's not going to work. For, for me anymore because you're not able to have that empathy yeah. to what we're all going through and she had neurosurgery and she did all of these things and we're going through a really tough time and like I I just can't with this energy yeah. and then I found somebody that was excellent yeah and so it's okay to realize that somebody's not the right fit absolutely for you. and when they're not a right fit to change it yeah you don't have to go through that additional stress and pressure and you know that one of the things that they had told me this is just for the moms that are struggling with it um even in speech therapy, I mean, they're only there for an hour. And what was really important and what I did consistently with Jagger was I would, he would point and before that I would grab what he needed because yeah. I had such a connection with Jagger. I knew what he needed you know, at yeah. any given moment. But that was the worst thing I could do because I needed to help him find the words. So he'd point and I would repeat the word and repeat the word and repeat the word. You have to bring whatever you're learning, whatever yeah. they're doing in speech therapy, bring it home. Yeah. Work with them constantly mention the word. Don't let them point and get, yeah. they have to, they have to be able to, you have to teach them that communication is, is helpful. We'll get them what they want. So that helped us a lot. That's a really good tip, by the way. Now yeah. I need to make sure that I'm doing that with Dove. I'm like, okay, good. Noted. Yes. Um, do you want more babies? I mean, listen, I love babies. I love babies. I love my babies. If I had started younger, I feel like I probably would have gone on to have more. Um, we do have five collectively. So we do have a lot. Three of them are older. Um, but I think that ship has sailed. You know, one of my best girlfriends just had a baby and it's so nice because he's my godson and I'm obsessed with him. And so it kind of feeds that baby bug. Yeah. And then, you know, when I see Lovey Dove. Oh! 
Uh, Boss baby uh, back in business. I know. know. Eventually she's going to be like all about me. You know, I'm going to earn my way. Yeah, it's going to be like how slate was like, what's that? Ooh, who's, you know, like I can't. Uh, (laughs) We have to take a little break and we'll come back and finish up with a couple questions. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now. And they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world. And I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. I started my wellness journey with Symbiotica because I was tired of having no energy and I wanted better gut health. I love Symbiotica's probiotics, and I know you will too. Their supplements are super easy to take on the go and travel with. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking it every day. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. You don't have to worry about running out. You can also modify or freeze your subscription whenever you want. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy, 
and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. All right, last kid question, and then we'll go into like just lifestyle general. How was homeschooling kids during the pandemic for you? Horrible. <laughs> um, beyond horrible. You know, Jagger was six years old. Phoenix was four. Uh, they had a good few months where we had Zooms every day. It was really hard. And I felt so bad for them, too, yeah. because try and get a six-year-old to sit there, you know, at the table, focused on a screen, trying to participate. You know, they're raising the hand. It was just, and the teachers were really just figuring it out, too. Yeah. I know. Some of the teachers didn't even know how to, like, do the Zooms at first. Yes. Like it was- yes. It was mayhem. Um, I knew right off the bat that that wasn't really going to work. Not certainly not in, um, you know, um, in them learning in the way they should. Um, I had an opportunity where a teacher that had worked with Jagger had intimated that she would work for me full time. And I took that opportunity and the kids were homeschooled this year with a teacher. And it was the best thing I ever did. Obviously I feel very grateful for being fortunate enough to be able to do it. Um, and I, you know, my heart goes out to the moms that had to continue doing Zooms before the schools opened up. But yeah, that was really a challenge. Yeah. I, I, for me, it was also a challenge. I mean, there was a point where like Cruz cut his own hair. Like he, and they had like craft scissors, you know, the like supposedly the kids proof, but all of a sudden he comes in and he had taken scissors and cut like to his scalp. That's why all of a sudden he had this like complete buzz cut that was like he was bald I'm like dude of all the and then I like emailed the teacher I'm like hey by chance did you see this she goes I was wondering where he went he turned off his video for 10 minutes uh yeah shouldn't that be like uh, texting the mom or something uh, but that the crazy part is is like during the pandemic with you know working moms all these whether you're working or not even just having more than one child you are not going to be sitting in the room with them the entire time. So like kids are smart. Like they learned how to like toggle between their zoom class and like YouTube videos. Like I had to like really learn how to like turn off parental, you know, turn on parental controls to like make sure that they were, you know, figuring it out. But luckily there, you know, my kids went back to school in person, but it's completely different now, you know, like they're in mass, they can't, you know, it's, it's a lot, but yeah. they were so thrilled just to, because they didn't have a teacher. They had me and like, I barely got through kindergarten myself. <laughs> so like, they're like, that's some challenging stuff. It's, you know, I mean, slate's math for sure. That's over my head. Yeah. So, you know, no, it was, it was, it was very, it was challenging and it was difficult. And they do that age. They do need to be like looked after. You yeah. can't just trust that. I couldn't trust that Jagger and Phoenix were just sitting there and they were okay. And if I wasn't there or somebody wasn't there with them, then they just drifted. You know, yeah. it, it, it kids are different. Um, I, I'm, I feel like luckily I had this teacher that uh, that offered to stay. Otherwise, I would have probably been in a situation where, um, 
you know, I don't know, I try and find somebody. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you shared that because so often in this world of social media and everybody living this, like we are perfect and we can do all the things people don't admit. Oh, my and God. I think there is no shame in any game. Like to say, like, I'm like, listen, Maria lives with us and I am so grateful that I have her. She's part of our family. She, you know, cooks a heck of a lot better than I do. We love her. We laugh with her. And like, without her, I would, at this stage in our life, I would really be struggling. I mean, with Slayton Cruz, that wasn't an option for us. And, you know, I was, you know, not working in the same capacity. So it was me. And I can't imagine going through what we had gone, you know, so I have so much empathy and like for those moms who are just really slugging away 100%. and I'm grateful that we had it. But I, I think it's important for people in the public eye to say like, listen, I do have help and it's not always perfection and it's not always easy. And, you know, and, and when people say, how are you, you know, do you feel bad that you work or you do these things? I'm like, no, I want to show my kids that you have to work. If you, you know, if you want something or you want to build your life, you have to do what you you know, makes you happy. Totally. Listen, I think that we're giving a lot. And I, I have mom guilt all the time. I've always worked. I also have post-traumatic stress syndrome after season one, because I went on the show, I opened my house and my home and everything. And, you know, I had a baby and I was working and, you know, with PK and doing a lot of things and, and, and a toddler and we had help. And the way it came across the first season was that I was an absent mother. Yeah. That was it, by far the worst sword dagger to my heart that I've ever experienced, especially for someone like me that, I literally live for my children, yeah. live for my children, live, breathe, exist for my children, having help, having some support because of our hectic, busy lives and being able to have that support. Yeah. You know, as a working mom, I'm so grateful, but that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that you're not there for, you're your, not kids. There for your kids, not doing things for your kids. I mean, and you know, you can tell by looking and meeting the kids and seeing the kids, you know, how how, how, much of a fam- are. And how, how much of a finan- family dynamic they have, you know, even though they have some, some additional support. So I think that for me with that, <clears throat> um, I think that it had such a negative connotation. And I think people, you know, drew these conclusions and however they wanted it to look, you know, and however it looked, it, it definitely garnered some attention. Um, but yeah, I think that the support is amazing. I think as working moms, you know, you need to, in order to work, some yeah. of it's daycare. Some of it is, you know, you have a nanny or you have, you know, a housekeeper. I don't have a live-in. I think that that is, you know, something that's, that's incredible, but still have the support where, you know, I'm able to be involved with the kids in every aspect, right. but yet also be able to work. Yeah. And, and luckily the nature of my job is I can fit in my work in between all of those yeah. things. And I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things that ebbs and flows, you know, I I will have to talk to the kids sometimes and be like, this week is a really busy work week for mommy. I love you so much, but next week we are, you know, like, yeah. And, you know, of course I'm still there for bedtime and stuff, but like, there's some times when I really work is really busy. And then it'll be the same with Edwin. He'll have some weeks that are, he's so, so busy. And I'm like, dude, we got to reel it in. Like, you know, and we just, we got to check each other. Absolutely. And I think that the biggest thing that really kind of, turns me off when it comes to the world of social media is uh mom shaming 
Oh, because my God. we That's are all just doing the best that we can. And if you are taking time out of your day to shame somebody for their parenting, it's something that's going on with you, not us. And, and I, that's the one thing where I'm like, block, oh, block. I, I, just, I can't. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't need that. Like, if you want to come at me for anything else, go for it. Yeah. I, it's a fair game. But that is like, no. Same. That's exactly how I am. It doesn't matter. Talk about anything you want. You know, you don't have to like my outfit. You don't have to like whatever it is. But don't you dare slag off the one thing that I am most proud right. of. Yeah. The one thing that is, it is my whole heart, yeah. you know, and I know I'm such a good mother. So when you, when you make those, um, you know, I, I don't think now, I mean, this was first yeah. season. And then after that, I really, um, you know, they, they captured a, a lot more, although not enough yeah. of me and the kids and that's fine and well, I mean, the show is housewives, isn't it? It's yeah. not like, you know, <laughs> they want to see a, you know, a sliver of your outside of yeah. your life, but they really want to see you bashing it up with the ladies yeah <laughs> they really want a lot of, i know but okay to close out you got to give us something juicy you okay. got to give us something, something like juicy. either something to tease like that's coming forward that we need to be looking forward to on the show some sort of rift that maybe we don't see coming definitely have- there's things you don't see coming oh yeah i mean there i can tell you this um the the one thing about this season that I found was there were a lot of little rifts, like something would happen and then it moved into another direction and you don't even see it coming. And then it moves in another direction. So it doesn't linger the entire time. Obviously things that are going on with Erica, they were unfolding while yeah. we were filming. So there was new information happening all the time, but outside of that amongst the ladies and the relationships, I would say that um, the, some of the rifts that happen um, or the issues between the ladies, they, you don't expect it. Did everybody cry at one point? Um, no, I don't think, I don't think most people cried. I've seen three cries already. I, do. I don't know. I've seen I like three cries already. Three. But you, you know what? You're not a big crier. No, I'm not. I'm always, no matter how brutal it got, I was like, I would like look and I'm like, not even a tear one in that eye. And meanwhile, I'm like, if I could remove my tear ducts and place them somewhere else. During I know. Filming. Well, I'll tell you something, Teddy. I, you know, we're both cancers. I so, know. We, know we are. Well, I'm extremely sensitive. I grew up with a father who was an Israeli paratrooper. Yeah. It was being in my mind from the very young age, like, you know, be tough, you know, hold back your tears, be tough, mind over matter. I don't think that that I don't think I'm consciously aware of it because I do. I'll go when I'm alone and I'm by myself and I think about these things, you know, and then I'll start to cry. But mostly, you know, it's it. I I wouldn't say I'm a crier and I definitely wouldn't say I'm not a crier. I just think that um, in the presser situation, you've been accustomed to holding it in. Yeah. It's more of like the anxiety. I, I wish I could have that release to be honest with you, because if I did release in that moment, then I wouldn't be absorbed with, with so much anxiety, but yeah. instead I get so much anxiety. And then I'm just like, it, it messes up my mind, but I have my moments, even with PK, like when, if yeah. we get into a fight, he's like, and he's a crier. And he is? Oh my God. I'm such a crier. Daddy, he's such a crier. No, no. Are you kidding me? I watch. I've only seen Edwin cry two times in our entire marriage. Oh, forget it. If we watch a sad movie, I look over. PK's like, 
I mean, he is such a crier. Bless him. Oh my gosh, what I love about him. But he will always be like, why aren't you crying? <laughs> he doesn't want to be the only cry. If we watch a sad movie, and if there's anything, God forbid, God forbid, that happens to children, forget it. Yeah. Definitely. Immediately tears come down my eyes. Uh, but well, like in, in a fight, no. I no. hold it together you, because I'm, I'm, you know. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> it's pride. your pride. Damn it, I need to up mine. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, we're running out of time. I'm so bummed. Thank you so much, Dree, for joining. Oh. And uh, maybe I'll have you back on later when you when you get in some, some uh, muddy waters. Yeah. Woohoo! Stay tuned, sure. guys. And uh, I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now, and they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You may or may not know, I am the co-owner of Vena CBD. We're committed to your health and wellness with top quality CBD products. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking lights out sleep gummies before bed. The ingredients are grown in the USA and third-party lab tested. Vena guarantees satisfaction with a 30-day risk-free guarantee. Buy a get one, get one free with code TEAPOD, that's T-E-A-P-O-D, at venacbd.com. Start your wellness journey with Vena CBD today. That's V-E-N-A-C-B-D.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle.
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.